With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! The UFC Vegas post fight show. (laughs) I'm trying to get the beat so I can sing. Yeah. Max Holloway, (laughs) Ayer Rodriguez. They fought in the apex. And what a fight it was. All right, I'm not going to sing any longer. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the UFC Vegas 42 live post-fight show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Hack. He is E. Casey Lydon. And we're going to treat this post-fight show like we treated the people's pre-fight show. We're just going to answer all your questions. Just the two of us and all of you. And we want you to contribute to this entire post-fight show. So questions, comments, thoughts. What you thought of the event, low-key storylines, whatever you want to talk about. Leave them in the comments. We'll throw them up on screen. We will address them. We will leave Leon Edwards out of this conversation because we spoke about him for 20 minutes on the People's Pre-Fight Show. <laughs> we'll focus on Carlos. So what do you Martin got? Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about Max Holloway's great win. We can talk about Yair, Yair Rodriguez's tremendous performance after 25 months away. Herb Dean being just turning into a not-great referee. About uh, Felicia C- Spencer, Cynthia Calvillo's corner actually doing the right thing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Chaos Williams being Chaos Williams. Yeah. Song Dong, great win. Joel great Alvarez win. could be a, a fun lightweight. Oh, uh, or one sixty. Oh my god, the, the MMA math uh, they were trying to do right? in that fight was like it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Lee, great performance. Sean Woodson, great performance. Courtney Casey, great performance. Rafael Alves, insane performance. Dawn Jung gets gets it started with the finish. This car was bananas. Oh, dude, so. yeah, Jung's knockout was awesome. I'm like, geez, like that was how quick no, was this? This, this card, play, this card, because of all the knockouts and finishes, it felt 
this was it's had to be one of the quicker cards for sure. How many card? How many fights are on this card? Only eleven. Only eleven fights, which is reasonable. You know, like so. Yeah, um, just a great job, UFC. This is a. I love these afternoon cards. The uh, the fighters brought it. Lots of finishes. Um, not the finishes are mean, mean fights great not, or decisions mean it's a bad fight, but just yeah, great fight, great card. Um, here you go, some questions. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's see what we got. Great performance from Felicia Spencer. She looked great. Yeah, she did look great. Unfortunately, she is in a division that doesn't really exist because now, what do you do? Like, I- I'm not going to take credit for this one because Ariel Hawani in our Slack channel threw it out there. Felicia Spencer, he-, he feels that Felicia Spencer would actually be like a good step up in competition if we're trying to build Kayla Harrison into being what we expect that she could be a fight with someone like Felicia Spencer would be a suitable step up in competition. Although it doesn't seem like, and I want to get your opinion on this because Dana White just talked about it. Casey doesn't seem like Dana White and the UFC are a interested in bringing Kayla Harrison over at this point in time. B having this featherweight division exist after December 11th at this point. Is that the vibe you got? Like, Amanda goes out there, beats Juliana Pena. Maybe they try to set up the Shevchenko fight, and that's it. Like, are we done with one forty-five? You think? I think Dana, I think Dana kind of said it. It really depends on what uh, Amanda Nunes wants and um, how the fight with uh, Pena goes. I mean, um, when I don't know who's asking the question. It might have been I'm not sure what reporter asked the question, but someone suggested that uh, are we just going to do away with the belt? And that, that sounds crazy to say in any other division. And Dana kind of didn't even like go, what? What are you talking about? Get rid of the division. Like he, it was so obviously it's out there. Um, I don't understand why Felicia Spencer, why this, why this fight was so high on the card. If there's no, what, what, what's the end game for the UFC as far as putting this fight so high on the card? If they're not going to continue to push the 45 division. It was it was conf- confusing placement in the card. We we said before I thought that it shouldn't have gone to Andre Lee Cavillo that spot. I thought Andre Lee Cavillo should have been the co-main event, honestly. And um, yeah, Felicia Spencer, great win for her. Unfortunately for her, she's in a promotion that doesn't care about featherweight. And um, yeah, that's about it. I have no news. Yeah, if I'm Felicia Spencer's people right now, I'm probably trying to. Set up a meeting with the UFC brass and I'm just like, listen, we all know what's going to happen here. I mean, who knows? If Juliana Pena beats Manda Nunes, maybe Nunes sticks around, fights at 45. Maybe they just run it back. Who the hell knows? But at this point, if you're Felicia Spencer, you're just like, listen, we all know what's going on. Why don't you just like let me out of my contract and go to PFL, try to win the mill, go to Bellator, Bellator, like, fight Chris Cyborg again, like, Try to do something because the future of this division in the UFC, and I know we've been saying this for a while, but it seems at this point like there's no effort to bring people in. They're releasing fighters like crazy. There is like a contender, Norma Dumont, like if you want to throw in for a title fight, sure, but not a lot of people are going to give her much of a chance, obviously. So yeah, it's just, it's just, the division is just like a slot filler at this point. And it's unfortunate because, you know, these are fighters and they make money and this is what they do for a living and their careers are in flux being in the UFC right now. So maybe like have an option. Listen, if you want to stay, you could take your chances. Great. But if you want to go, go the grass might be greener for you. Go check yeah. it out. But 
Yeah, yeah tough spot because there weren't a lot of stakes for her. Probably more. There's probably more on the line for Leah Letson. A win for Leah Letson opens up a little more doors for her because she hasn't fought a lot of these girls. She's been out mm-hmm. for so long. And Felicia's fought all of them. Felicia's fought like this whole division. She fought Nunez. She fought Dumont already and lost. Like, what are you going to do? Like, they try to book her against Danielle Wolf, which is just unbelievably terrible matchmaking. Like, how dare you? Poor Danielle Wolf. 1 0. 1 0. She fought her debut was on the, she con- fight? On the contender she- series. I thought she yeah. lost that fight. Yeah, Danielle Wolf. Yeah, no. That's, I, 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 I forgot about that name. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, but it was a great performance. She did look very good. And yeah. she mauled Leah Letson. Leah Letson was mauled. tough and mauled her. Yeah. That was the, that's the Felicia Spencer I've I've been kind of expecting for a while. Um and it showed up tonight. That's but that you know what? Unfortunately, Felicia Spencer, that is not the Felicia Spencer that will be Amanda Nunes. That's just the reality. There's just uh yeah. Felicia Spencer is obviously a very talented, very good, very, very good featherweight. Unfortunately, the queen is a great fighter right now at this point in her, in her career. And yeah. Yep. Um, this maybe is a little PFL. Maybe PFL reach out to UFC, a little, little trade ski. Yeah. Trade skis. Yeah. I like that. Trade ski. Um, it's a bit of a, what, a, what if, uh, I don't really like answering what if questions, but F it, let's do it. Why not? If they do Holloway Volk three and Holloway wins, what's next? Best of five, seven. Yes, sure. I'll watch these guys fight seven times. Absolutely. The two, the, go back and watch that second fight. The first fight, like the first fight, I thought it was a clear Volkanovski win. Very clear. I've watched it a couple more times since then. Two, the fight at 251 is so undervalued just because of the card. It was the first one back, the names that were on it. That fight, the second fight between Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky was incredible. Really incredible. Both fighters. The whole thing, start to finish, a really incredible fight. Uh, yeah, so I would watch those guys fight seven times. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I actually, I, I'm, I'm kind of a big proponent. I know it's it just the reality doesn't, it won't work in the reality how prize fighting is. But when guys are like top five guys, like I always say, two out of three or three out of five, because I mean, like you know, like we watch, we watch enough sports. The, the best teams often lose game one, you know? And, um, yeah, so I think, yeah, Holloway could yeah, just just book Holloway, Volkanovski three. Now, if Max loses another loses another very close fight, we have a lot, another, lot of more what-ifs. I think Max goes to, goes to 55 if that happens, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, um, but if Holloway wins, like, you could set up, like, the only best-of-seven series in MMA history. Like, who's going <laughs> to complain about that? Not something you do all the time, but oh wait, wait, you actually, can't here pick we, yeah. better guys. At just twenty nine years old, what happens to Max at featherweight if he loses the third time to Volk? The guy has options right now. Holloway is a big deal. He's a star. He, he can go to fifty five. He he would just like if he loses to Volk, he's just gonna do fun fights. Like he's just gonna do fun, challenging fights. Maybe he fights for the lightweight title at some point. I think his resume, if he moves up, look at Frankie Edgar. Every time Frankie Edgar dropped down a, a weight class, he basically fought for the title. Right away, two fights. Uh, yeah, and I think, so, I think I mean, Max actually moves the needle more than Frankie, so I think there's even a better chance. Sure. And we already have the, the amazing Dustin Poirier fight, which he you know he lost, but yeah, um, yeah. I like you can do Holloway Poirier again. You can do Holloway Oliveira again. You can do Holloway McGregor. You could do Holloway Gaethje, Holloway Chandler. I mean, look at look at all the fight. I mean, if Paul Felder has the itch he needs scratched. You do Holloway versus Paul Felder. I mean, just think Holloway versus Dan Hooker. Like all of these fights are fun. They're all fun. 
There is no would, bad option. Would is Holloway Islam Mahachev a bad option? I don't uh, think it is. I I, mean, I, I like I, it because I guess no sure. no one no one is beating Max it. Holloway. Yeah, you know, of course he would take it, but no one is beating Max that way. That is we would think that Islam would this path to victory. So I love that fight. Um, it's mixed martial arts. That's what we're here for. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure he would be happy with that. He wanted he's he's wanted mm-hmm. the Habib fight. He never got it. So this would be like the second is, best thing. They yeah they were they were at the freaking press conference. You're right. I I forget that. <laughs> I forget how close we were to that fight. And Max couldn't because of the short notice and his injury. He couldn't make one one fifty five at the time, um, which seems that, that was just that was a wild time. That was a wild time. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i'm just what I, I, I start going yeah. to like oh it just goes on and on and on um wow it's a rabbit hole yeah <laughs> uh richard fitzwell not a chance yair gets released from ufc no no but no. you know what of course but the talk going into this fight was a lot like this Certainly is a was. setup fight for yair a year's gonna get his butt kicked and the ufc's gonna get rid of him because they don't like him because he didn't take the fight with Zabit. all that kind of not, there was a lot. I felt there was a lot of nonsense being thrown out there. A lot of fake, fake drama being thrown out there for wh- why this fight was booked. And you know, as critical I am of the UFC, often I thought this fight was. I thought this was always an awesome fight from day one. It was booked. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. This is this isn't a setup fight for uh, a setup fight for Yair to get him out of the UFC. Not at all. So um, yeah, I, I didn't understand that. And of course, that performance. Yeah, Yair's Yair's gold. He's gold for a while. Until the relationship the, between Yair and the UFC has been a rocky one, so that's that's why this was something in question, yeah, especially yeah. the timing of the fight. Because I mean, if uh, just Holly taking this fight just seemed, seemed kind of weird, like right after the title fight, like you were pretty much guaranteed a title shot. So that's just a gangster move by Max. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's not, it's a question that needed. Like if Holloway just went out there and fifty forty three Yair, we'd be having this conversation right now. Like we just would be. And it's stupid, but we would yeah. be having it. I think anyone because anyone, of the history. Yeah, but I, there's a lot. I mean, we all there's a, like Ariel talks about this. A lot. Ariel talks about this a lot. We hear a lot of stuff that we can't talk about publicly because you know it's in confidence. And the, unfortunately for Yair, a lot of his maybe UFC uh, drama kind of became public. And but trust me, there's plenty of drama with all these fighters. Unfortunately for Yair, he got more public, and that's all I got to say. <laughs> Yeah, he got freaking released. Yeah, they released yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then brought him back. But don't I mean, forget, UFC, the, the UFC also released Cain Velasquez at one point too. Before he was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, this, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, here we go. Um, I don't agree with this comment, but you know, someone, he wrote it. We'll so. see. CSS 172. Max looks sloppy. Still did enough to win, but yeah, you're impressed me. I, I don't know if sloppy is the right word. I, I don't think he's, he, he started off slow. But this is this is what we see from Max Holloway. We've seen this many times. Look at the Jose Aldo fights. He got tuned up in the first mm-hmm. round and a half, two rounds of both of those fights, and then he turned it on and beat that ass. But, I mean, Max is a slow starter sometimes. He started quick his last couple of fights, like the second Volkanovski fight. Obviously, he started pretty hot in the Cater fight, but this is a different kind of fight, a different kind of style. You don't want to get in there and, and just start – winging shots at Yair because you get you get knocked out. So Holloway took a, a little different approach. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe at times not the most technical, not the most technical Holloway we've seen over the years. But yeah, I think there's a method to his madness. And maybe the sloppiness was part of the game plan. But yeah, I mean, 
the momentum's certainly changed in round two, two, three, four, and then Yair woke up in the fifth. Um, and I, know, I just don't agree. He looked sloppy. It's like these are like they're fighters. It's a fight. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they were looking for. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what sloppy they were looking for. Especially um, with like how, especially with what Yair was throwing, he was all over the place. Like it's hard. You can't prepare for what Yair is going to throw. Eventually, you could tell Holloway got the timing down with the punches and the boxing and some of the body kicks and the leg kicks, but it's hard. It's hard to get that timing at first when Yair's throwing stuff from all different angles and jumping and flying and spinning, and you just never know where things are coming. But he figured it out. A couple of years ago. I was actually um, working out in the UFC workout room for a fight week, and Yair Rodriguez came in, and he was—he knew one of the coaches, and um, he didn't, and he wanted to hit pads with one of the coaches, and he didn't have any gloves, so he asked to use. I just hit pads with an MMA coach, and Yair goes, "Oh, can I can I borrow your gloves?" I'm like, "Sure." Yair put the same boxing gloves I had on, and he with—he was almost wearing like cargo shorts, and he just did like thirty flying spin kicks without even warming up, and I was just like. There are levels to this. So many <laughs> levels. So many levels. Like, and then he handed them back to me. He's like, well, I can't put these gloves on now. These are the, <laughs> these gloves just I've take just them. seen. Just take them. They, I'm insulted to put my hands in these gloves. <laughs> That's so funny. That was a great fight, though. Yes. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Most violent fight <laughs> fight night card for the year? 
I don't know if it's you up rank, there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the ranking is, but this is just a great card. Just, I mean, I, I don't want oh, yeah. my my memory's not good enough to do all, ranking all the best cards, but um, name value and significance. You no, know, this card can't be fight of the year. It just aren't enough fights of importance. But every every fight I felt was entertaining, and um, you know, it was just a very entertaining card. That's all. It's just and it well, was the question was is the question wasn't best fight card of the year. It was it was most violent fight card of the year. I mean, there were some nasty finishes on this card. It was up there. It was up there. It's up there. It's in the conversation. We'll have to dig deep on this one. Yeah. I. uh, You want to talk about violent finishes that kind of got underrated? Um, Daun Jung. How do you say his name? Daun Jung. Daun Jung. Yeah. That knockout over Kennedy. Kennedy actually had it blocked, but like. But the elbows were so hard, even though it blocked, it went through his hands and still concussed Kennedy. That's how hard he was throwing those elbows when he was on the cage. That's just, that boggles me. That's, that's scary. You can block a punch or block a strike, and it's still like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no issue. If you, call it, if you want to call it the most violent card of the year, fight night card of the year, go for it. Yeah, um, good seen, win I, for good win for Jung. Flew yeah. under the weight radar. Enzichuku is tough, man. Like if you're gonna beat that guy, especially right now, one you just got to beat him now, anyways, because mm-hmm. he's just gonna get better and better at this point. And two, as you've seen in his last couple of UFC fights, Enzichuku gets better as the fight goes. Like third round Enzichuku is like right up there with third round Derek Lewis and yeah. second round <laughs> Derek Lewis, fifth round Robbie Lawler. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're gonna get him out, you got to get him get him out of there early. And great performance, good way to start the card. Rafael Alves, great performance against Mark Jacasey. The big left hand, the flying knee, the nasty guillotine, and then he's hoisting up everybody. He's hoisting up doctors (laughs) and Michael Bisping. I mean, what a what a day! What a day! Uh, who, was, who, who was the fight? Maybe it was Josh Thompson that he got a big knockout and he picked up Joe Silva in the cage. I remember one time that's what it was. I can't, I can't remember who it was, but it was someone. Joe, you can tell Joe Silva was like, I do not like being this high. Yes. <laughs> It was um, great. Really good card. Really good card. Good yeah. follow up. I need a Yair versus Giga kicks only fight. Whoa. Jed Mishu. But good fight, Circus. Jed Mishu could <laughs> like this comment 14 times he would. But yeah, I would say uh I would say Yair could be in line for whoever wins that fight. Would you say between Cater and Giga? I would think with Yair's performance tonight. Things have to go right in a certain way with title matchups, but do you think Ayer is one one big win away with the right opponent from an actual title shot, considering how close this fight was? I think things would have to play out the right way. Like I think I think Ige would have to beat Emmett. I would think Cater would have to beat Chikadze. And then, yeah, maybe. I mean, if Giga wins and they set him up with the... I think if Giga beats Cater, he's... He's probably the next guy after Holloway at this point. If Giga with the way he's been oh, rolling, okay, if Giga beats Cater, he's he's very close. He's probably getting the winner. I mean, unless they do the best of seven, then yeah, you know, Giga's gonna have to wait. But I mean, I, things are gonna have to play out in Yair's favor. Like certain guys are gonna have to win. He's gonna have to get lucky. Things are just gonna have to fall in sort of the right place. But I could see Yair after that performance fighting the winner of that fight, and I wouldn't say he's. I, he might be two wins away from getting back there, sure. Cool. Uh, yeah, a lot of people... You know what? Yeah, 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 Yair Ortega. A lot of people, lot of people want Yair Ortega. Um, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Yair Ortega. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun, uh, man. That is fun. 
It's a fun fight. Um, yeah. Uh, but Ortega, I mean, listen, Ortega took a beating in that fight. I mean, both guys, mm. both guys took a beating in that fight. Could be a while before we see Ortega. Yeah. Um, real quick, we didn't really talk about this, but how did you score the main event? 48-47 for Holloway. What rounds, though? Because that's why I've seen different like, things with the rounds, though. Two, three, oh. two, three, four for Holloway, one and five for Yair. I thought Yair won the first. Holloway was very close to getting a 10-8 in the second, I believe. Yeah, you think so? I, it was I, close. No, it was I had, close. It was I had, close. I had the second round for Yair. I think Maybe it was I think the third. Talking, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think we're no, it was the third round. round. It was the third yeah, round. Okay. Third okay, round. no problem. I got you. Yeah, ho- yeah. Holloway won the second. I thought Holloway won the second. Momentum was changing. Mm-hmm. It was 19-19. Third round was very close to being a 10-8 because Holloway had him in big trouble, dominant. Yair got up, turned it around, landed some big shots, brought it back to a 10-9. Yeah. Holloway agree. clearly run round four. Agreed. And then Yair came out guns blazing in round five and, and won that round. So, yeah, 48-47 so, for me. Do you have, do you have a, can you pull an official scorecard up? Because I, to me, it, it seems like what I agree with Bisbing said, it seems like rounds two and five were the swing rounds in the sense that it can go on both ways. Um, I, 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 I'm, I guess I maybe, I don't know, maybe I was just kind of got too caught up in the fight. But I thought I thought Holloway won the fifth round, but I really could be wrong. And like, at that point, I was just kind of watching as a fan, to be honest. Um, I had it I had it tied going two two into the into the fifth round. So I'm just kind of curious. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, 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 really I, I, I had I had I had I had rounds one and two for Yair and rounds uh, three and four for Max. I think three and four are very obviously Max rounds. Um. I feel most people had round one for Yair, and I don't know, maybe two, maybe uh, maybe I was just um I was emotional during two and five. I'm not sure. All right, let me pull up the uh, the card here. That is the first fight. Hold on, let me scroll down all the way down. All right, um, Derek Cleary gave, which was the complete opposite for me. He gave Holloway <laughs> round one, Yair round two. What? Holloway, Holloway? Three. Okay, wow. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, yeah. no, I'm sorry. Holloway sorry, three, sorry. Holloway four, Rodriguez five. Sal D'Amato had Max Holloway up four rounds to nothing heading into the fifth. And Yair won round five. So that was the okay. 49-46. And then Ron McCarthy scored it the exact way I scored it. Yair round one, Holloway two, three, and four. Yair round five. So, okay, so everyone scored round five for Yair, correct? Everyone scored round five for Yair. Yep, that's wild. One so, judge scored, gave the first round to Yair. And how many, how many round, for round two? One how many judge judges? gave one? One judge gave Yair round two. Okay, all right, interesting, interesting. Yep, that's that's wild. Yeah, so there were no there were no identical scorecards on all three judges. No, interesting. Not, like I, I can't. It's very rare that we we even see that at this point. Yeah, which is pretty yeah, wild. Um, but yeah. I, Brian McCarthy, I scored it the exact same way he did, but yeah, so good. So it's good. Like, like, you know what? Like sometimes I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like going into the fifth round, um, I, I, I just, I had a hard time giving the year because I just knew Max was such a heavy favorite and everyone kind of told me coming to this fight, oh, this fight's going to be a blowout. So the fact that round five was even close, I, I see that mo- almost everyone had it for a year. I gave it to Holloway, but if, yeah, that's wild. So round two was that. That seems to be if one if one more judge or or yeah, round two. That's a, it. Seems like that was the big round. That was a big difference maker. 
But yeah, but one yeah, judge yeah, around one thing. Yeah. Game plan. Yeah, right. Y- 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 just had a great game plan around one. Yeah. He beat up the legs, beat up the body. I mean, Holloway's ribs were like swollen. Ooh. Like it looked like there was a like an alien trying to jump out of his stomach at one point. Like Yair lit up his body pretty good, and Holloway fought through it, dude. But those are just two tough, tough, tough SOPs. Yeah, so like a lot of people, fight got yeah. the fight of the night. Yeah, so yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people had um, one and five for Yair, and then but the judges had a lot. Two of the judges had round two for Yair, which would mean that you know if the right judges or the right whatever, like Yair wins this fight, depending you know how you look at. I mean, just with a different 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 set of eyes. Um, I just think yeah, that if, Ron, if Ron McCarthy, I, if Ron McCarthy scored round two for Yair, he would have won the fight. Oh no, yeah. he, yeah, you know what I mean. He yeah, would have no, I mean, been yeah, a split decision. It, it would have been a split decision. But um, because you can't give him three or four round no, one no, th- for for Holloway was interesting. Three and four were the most dominant rounds. Also, a very interesting part of this fight. You know, we went into it going, "Who's the better boxer? Who's the better boxer?" Yair seemed to win this fight actually on the ground, in the in, it went with the takedowns with the cage control. Um, and when, Early, when yeah. it, or, and, well, that, 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 that 10, eight, almost 10, eight round was based on, you know, his dominant positions on the ground. It wasn't because Yair was getting necessarily beat Max, up on yeah. the feet. I'm yeah. sorry. Am I mixing names up? Sorry. Um, yeah. no, I just, you know, we just, we have all these kind of, you know, ideas how the fight's going to go in our head and then you no, know, it's, it's so cool when it doesn't go that way, but makes sense, you know, how it works out. And, um, from judging what they say, Yair broke his foot pretty badly. It looked that, nasty. It was like a yeah, balloon. Yeah, yeah. God, that I mean, that's when you throw that many calf kicks, that many leg kicks, that's always the big that's always the big risk. Um, you're gonna break your foot. You'll break your hurt something in your legs. So remember, I think uh Fitzgerald mentioned uh it seems like Yair had as, as abandoning the leg kicks. Well, now we may know why. His his foot was really messed up. And um that's just that's that's the fight game, man. Bones break and you just gotta I mean, just hope, and uh, guys like Max, his bones don't seem to break. They're just made. He's made of a something different. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that was obviously the fight of the night. If you missed it, the performance of the night bonuses went to Chaos Williams and Andrea Lee after their tremendous performances. But I mean, uh, there's just, I mean, there could have been so many, so many people. Yeah, so I, many people deserve bonuses. So hopefully, I they hope, get taken care of a little bit. I hope so. Uh, you know what? Let's just get this out of the way. I've seen a bunch of variations of this question. Let's just let's get this out of the way. What did you make of the Herb Dean hesitation? <sighs> Unfortunately, there's I don't know. It's it's just it's just tough, man. Like you got to make these decisions. Now, was he? I'm trying to think who the referee was. Who was the referee in the Tanner Bozer OSP fight? Remember there was like something fishy going on there? That wasn't Herb Dean, was it? Uh, I bet it was. Um, OSP, let me see. Who was the ref? Does tell you the ref is? I'm looking at the fight on topology, but I don't see where it says the ref. I'm lo- all right, hold on. All right, let me see. Um, oh, no, it was Jason Herzog. Oh, Herzog, Herzog. Never mind, never mind. Okay. Yeah, you got to like... Herb's had a tough year. He's had a tough year. Two years ago, and even like a lot, a big chunk of last year, I think. I mean, th- this was the gold standard of refs. This was, oh, good. Herb Dean's refing. Like, no worries here. <laughs> and then it seemed like right after the Dan Hardy situation, I mean, my God, as soon as, it, like, right from there, Dan, like, Dan Hardy called it to our attention. And then it's just gotten 
I'm not gonna say worse, but just not better. Just bad. It was just Herb, bad. Herb Dean almost started the fight, and Bisping's like, "Bro, your credentials still out. Your credentials on." <laughs> he is like, just hanging on. I was like, "Oh, jeez, Herb." <laughs> He's like, oh, really. "Um, like, what are you doing?" And I just, I just feel like, "What the hell is Herb Dean doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, this is the time. Like, come out and speak about it. Like, this is, tweet something, anything. Just be like, dude, I made a mistake." Which is I wasn't fine. sure what was happening. It happened quick. Like, that's fine. Like, we'd, we'd be like, cool, dude. Well we well said. Appreciate you. Like, the best – Jason Herzog – this might have been the fight I was thinking of because we probably talked about it. Jason Herzog, in my mind, is the best ref in MMA, and he effed up, which is fine. It happens. No ref is going to bat a 1,000. We would love him to, but they're not going to bat a 1,000. Herb Dean seems to be really it – was, it, was, it was a horrible stoppage. I'm not sorry. It was a horrible, I don't know what, like stoppage, I guess I'll call it. The Lima did a great job. I don't know. I, I don't know what that was. Was It, it should have been a, a knockout. It was It was weird. Um, I don't know what that was. That was just, he looked like he wanted to stop the fight, but then it looked like they were swinging hard. He didn't want to get in there. I was like, but as your job as a referee, that's what you do. When, when you want to stop the fight, you jump in there. You sacrifice your body. You do like the whole... Secret, you know, just jump in there. Uh, you know, you you stop the fight. That's what your job is. And maybe, I don't know, maybe he just doesn't like Ben Rothwell. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, Rothwell, you know, you know he, went, he went for the takedown afterward, but you were already kind of told uh, Denima fights over. So, it, yeah, it was weird. You know what remind me of? Like, oh, I, I, I oh, sorry, sorry. I he, would, this, he, was the, he was the ref for the. Hebus Rodriguez. That's what that, it was. That, I think that's yes. what we're thinking of. The Hebus Rodriguez. Very guy. similar. Yes. Thank you, Scott. Very Thank similar. You. What it reminded me of was like, because I, I have three brothers and we all at times beat the hell out of each other and had wars and just started wrestling around and getting in fights. But like the way, the way like the fighters looked at Herb Dean in that situation, it was like if me and my brother were like fighting and then like my mom came up and like opened the door and like we just kind of looked at her like, Huh? <laughs> like that's how the fighters both looked at Herb Dean in that situation. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't say stop, 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 and then be like, meh. You know what? Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Like that's exactly what happened. Like, whatever, Herb. Like you made a mistake. Like come out and address it. Come out and address it, and it's over. We won't talk about it anymore. Yeah. I just like I would like judges and referees to be more open and honest about stuff. Mark Goddard, very open and honest. I appreciate what that man does. He's come out and interviews about stuff, goes on Twitter and explains stuff. Mm-hmm. If he makes a mistake, he admits it. If he didn't make a mistake, he explains why he didn't feel he made a mistake. Like, I like that. I wish all officials would do that. It's just called just accountability. Every single person has, is accountable for their actions, except for the people who, have, who seem to have the most accountability, the most important part, accountability. They, for some reason, we don't get to talk to them. And that's, you know, that's, and that's strictly a a production thing or it's not even it's an MMA thing because you watch if you watch enough boxing events after every weird stoppage or whatever they always talk to the they always either talk to the commission guy or they talk to the ref and if the ref doesn't want to talk they'll go on air and say you know what we want to talk to the ref the ref declined an interview with us he didn't want to talk about it but at least they put it out there that the we tried I've never heard that watching Bellator watching um Watching UFC, watching PFL, I've never heard the broadcast team. Let's let's interview that ref, and oh, they don't want to talk. I've never heard that. It's just I think it's happened once or twice. Maybe the Musasi Weidman didn't didn't they kind of talk to the remember they had the weird 
instant review. Maybe, uh, yeah, was, I don't know. Was, was, maybe was Mark Ratner interviewed? did an interview. Maybe yeah, Ratner did. Like during the fight, during the fight card. Yeah. Um, very few times was the commission speak publicly about these things, which I think it's just BS. I don't get it. Do not get yeah. it. It's funny because I feel like la- like last year, I thought Chris Dione last year had one of the worst years in refereeing history. He was just so bad and so consistent from a week-to-week basis. I felt like this year, like he's been better, but then once in a while, like revert back to the old Chris Tyone. Like how many warnings are you going to give fighters? Like how many times are you going to allow a fighter to drill somebody in, in, you know, in the guys, yeah. like with hard shots, like you stop the action once it happens. But after the first one, like you got to start taking points, like accidental or not, you got to start taking points. That's how they stop. That's how we no longer allow these things to happen. Eye pokes, et cetera. If it happens once, cool accident. If it happens again, take a point. No apps. Oh no, this is, your, this is your last warning. No, 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 no. This is really your last warning. No, the third. This, this is, is your a, absolute no. last warning. <laughs> It's like and like in Bisbing, <laughs> this is my go-to Bisbing. Oh, that was accidental. It's like well, they're all accidental. And it's like we like we, like we don't we've never seen a fighter just come out there and like mm, mm. like we haven't seen that yet, you know, just, or just like straight up. Just, I'm just gonna kick you in the nuts. We don't you don't know Bisbing. He's like it's accidental. It's like it doesn't matter if it's accidental. It's like it's reckless. That's the word we're looking for. Um, I'm a big proponent of half points deductions. Because it's official, it stops the fight. It, it, no, it reprimands him, reprimands him. But uh, like for like uh, direct, there were, I think there were two eye pokes in the main event, you know, and both felt both they were obviously accidental. And a lot, a lot, a lot of people are like they want automatic point deductions. But did they, did they think that in the main event that Yair and Holloway shouldn't got automatic point deductions for their eye pokes? I don't think either of them deserved automatic point deductions. So it's no, a very especially Holloway, especially Holloway's because he. Yeah. It was a closed fist. There's just the thumb, but, like the but, edge of the thumb went in his eye. But if you thumb, but that's that's an eye poke. If you th- you got a thumbs in, you know. It's yeah. just I get it. I mean, yeah. I get why they didn't. Not what it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for that. But, yeah, <laughs> and, 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 the, and, the water and there's only and there's only one def, there's only one defense for that. You just, just, yeah, three Stooges yeah, just, style. Yeah, three Stooges yeah, yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, her being uh, not a good, not a good showing. And I think he, uh, I think he got off easy in the Dana White department. By the way, I think the tweet of the night was someone <laughs> because of Dana's coat. Someone posted a picture of uh, Teddy KGB from the movie Rounders and called him Dana KGB. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. By the way, I saw I saw one tweet. Is that right? Is it? It was a. Is that right now? Dan Hardy is in the Apex parking lot, just shaking his fist. Told you, I told you. <laughs> oh yeah, he re- he re- he sent out some tweets yeah. right after. Uh, Dan Hardy, man. Love it. Um, it's gonna be a simple yes or no. I'm gonna go. I'm, mm, no, sure. I'm, <laughs> sure. At heavyweight, anything's possible. So I'll say. Sh- I'll say sure, but not likely. I, I'm gonna go no. I'm gonna go no. Um, I, I, I was I was shocked that he he was so high on the card anyway. Um, what else Can we got move? here? Uh <laughs> um, oh. Jed Mishu should be on every show. So Jed's a busy man. Agreed, Georgia football yeah. is playing. He's got other things yeah. to do. Uh, Jed will be on Between the Links this week. His opening round matchup is Thursday, so be prepared for that. Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, right here on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel, live third opening round matchup. And then the week after that, it's not official, but we'll probably roll the Tuesday 
after that because you can't do a show on Thanksgiving. You can't do a show on Thanksgiving. See, what okay. else you got? Anything else? A bit of a troll comment. Uh, awestruck audio hurts. This dude with the glasses, no credibility. Half the stuff he says is just wrong combined with the fact he doesn't know martial arts, just makes it look like a creature catch. Okay, first of all, half Explain the stuff yourself, is, is wrong, but that means half the stuff I say is right. <laughs> so, so you're a glass half, half empty. I'm glass half full. Half the stuff I say is right. So I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Casey does know martial arts. He's been covering the sport for yeah. a really long time. Dude, those and are my favorite comments. It's like, what are you? Are you new to this? I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's he's yeah. This, we, we there's a um, what's her name? Gina, who's uh, has a podcast with like Mike from OTV and stuff. And you know, she. What I like about Gina is she's a fan. But like, if she has questions, she'll be like, "Excuse my ignorance. What is this?" Oh, I know and what you're talking about. Yeah, she, the Invicta question. Like, yeah. who? You know, I, I'm 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 not that familiar with Invicta. Like, who are some of the fighters who came from Invicta? And Casey literally ran off like every, like every fighter ever that competed in the Invicta mm-hmm. cage, and it was just amazing. And you probably did that in like two minutes. Just yeah, because you, about, yeah. You, you were there for like all the events. Yeah, and, and, and I appreciated her her approach. To it. She was just like, "I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little ignorant to it. So if you can help me, I was like, yeah. It's like, why would you know all of this? There's like such a long history. Like I wasn't there for UFC three or you know everyone claims I was at UFC one. I watched UFC one. It's like, oh, yeah, UFC one apparently was the most watched card ever according to MMA fans. <laughs> but um, no, I didn't watch UFC one. I wasn't. I, didn't, I had no idea. You, I my first pay per view I ever bought was UFC whatever the GSP. When GSP knocked, got knocked out by Sarah, that was actually my first UFC pay-per-view I actually sat down and watched. After that, I was like, I should pay, I should pay attention to this sport. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, there's people on Twitter trying to defend Herb Dean. <laughs> Come on, those are 300-pound guys that Ben was half unconscious trying to go for a takedown at the same time Herb tried to grab DeLima. I don't know how he could have done it differently other than literally doubling DeLima. Well, there you go. That's You're what the you referee. Do. That's, what you, that's, literally, that's literally what you do. You can't go. We've guys, seen referees. Guys. We've seen referees choke, like literally, have to put fighters in rear naked chokes to like get them off, like because they won't stop. John McCarthy used to rip dudes off all the time. That's like, what you're, you're supposed Dean to dive was a fighter in there. himself. Yeah, Herb Dean yeah, has Herb had professional Dean. fights. It's that's what you do. Like that's what you do. I mean, you, you actually in boxing, you see boxing boxing refs get punched all the time because. Once they're, they're throwing combinations, the bell rings, and they have to break it up. And so a lot of times the punches keep coming. They get hit and everything. It's, that is part of the job. I'm sorry. Um, how about this? Should Cynthia go back to 115? She could do it healthy. <sighs> this is a tough one, man. I don't know. I mean, if she can, but I don't know if she can. I think. I don't know. I would say no, and we just need maybe Cavio and us as fans have to accept that Cynthia just may not be a a top five or even a, a borderline. And she's not maybe maybe she's not even a top ten um, featherweight. I'm sorry, not featherweight, flyweight, and that's fine. There's lots of there's lots of you know fights to make and everything. I, I just don't. Maybe she just she's not gonna hit that potential that we kind of thought that she was gonna get after she beat. Uh, Jessica I. I think Jessica I is kind of her. Is that her, is that her big flyweight win? Yeah. I, yeah. Just, yeah. Maybe that was just, her debut, I believe. That was her debut in the main event that a lot of people complained about. But, no, <clears throat> Cynthia won. Yeah, I guess maybe Cynthia's just not 
the level. Or and give just give maybe maybe we just need to give more credit to Andrea Lee. When Andrea Lee came when she came, like she was one. She's from Invicta. I remember there was there was a handful of fighters when I saw Invicta that I was like after watching them fight after they handled themselves. I'm like, ooh, this girl's gonna be a star. When I first saw Rose Namajunas, I was like, ooh, this girl's gonna be a star. Actually, when I first saw Miranda Maverick, I was like, ooh, this girl's gonna be a star. Alexa Grasso, you know, people like that. Um, when I first saw Andrea Lee, I was like, she's gonna be good. And then, you no, know, she lost some fights. She got ground. Like I think Roxy beat her in um, Invicta, and but maybe she just hasn't. Andrea Lee just hasn't reached her potential, and now this is the best Andrea Lee we got. And this is two amazing performances from her. And who knows? Maybe Andrea Lee, you know, two more fights away, she's gonna be fighting Valentina. We don't know, but just give just give a little more credit to Andrea Lee. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> and maybe yeah, caveat. Cut, cut. Yeah, a couple things I want to add to that. One, I don't think it has any a lot to do with the weight class. A lot of it is just the approach of the fight. Like, mm-hmm. Cynthia is a wrestler and really good on the ground, but yet the last three fights, like, I know Jessica Andrade, and she, when she hits you, it changes lives. Mm-hmm. But the Chikagian fight, she didn't go for any takedowns, or very few if that I recall. Mm-hmm. This fight, no takedown attempts until, like, late in the second round when she was getting battered. After she like, started beat up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you in there, like, trying to box these girls and trying to kickbox these girls? Like, that you're playing right into Andrew's hands. And to add to your point about Andrea Lee, she is in a great place right now. She hasn't been in a great place in a long time, dealing mm-hmm. with everything she's had to deal with, with, yep. with the ex-husband, trying to get a divorce, mm-hmm. custody battles, all that stuff. She dealt she's with a, that she, for years. She's a mother of two. You know, I mean, I understand. She probably has so much drama outside of her life that fighting in a cage, her, her the fact that she can show up at her best for one night, you know, a couple nights a year is just an amazing feat in itself, you know, so... I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a lot going on in Andrea Lee's life. Yeah, she's put all that behind her. I mean, she probably still has to deal with it a little bit, but most of that's behind her. She's with Tony Kelly now. She's in a good place with him. Like, she's just in a good place. And sometimes, you know, you just need that. Like, you could be great in the gym, but sometimes you need, like, everything else outside of fighting and outside of the gym to prepare you mentally. And here here we go. Andrea was competitive in all these fights despite all of that stuff going on. She was winning fights with all that stuff going on. She was a win away from fighting for the title with all that stuff going on. And now she's free. You know, she could start thinking about the belt. She doesn't feel the pressure of it because of everything else going on in her life. She's in a really good spot right now. And she is a dog. Her last performance have been mm-hmm. huge. She's living up to her potential yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, she's she's seen, good. We've seen a few questions about this. So I want to just, um, I don't really know the answer, but yeah. <laughs> What's going on with Zabit? Can you guys ask Ali or Mark Henry about that, please? <laughs> Believe me, we have, I mean, if, if you just watch the press conference, everybody will give you the same answer, okay? Ali's done interviews about this. Mark Henry's been asked about it. His teammates have been asked about it. It's all the same. Like, nobody knows. Like, literally nobody knows. So, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. When Zabit's dealing with some health issues, I know there talk, there's some rumors circulating that his career might be over. Nobody knows anything. Yeah. Nobody. The, the one thing I do know about Zabi, he is still involved in MMA. Um, his younger brother fought in Bellator um, a couple months ago, maybe three or four months ago. We, his, his younger brother had a great win in Bellator. I think he's undefeated. Zabi was there with Habib. Yep. And you know, all, we were like, hey, Zabi, you want to talk? And he was like, he politely declined and everything. But no, but he said he's involved. But his brother said, you know, he's involved in the training camp and things like that. So he's not like... He's not he's not out of the game completely, but as far as being a competitive fighter, that's a mystery right now. 
Only he he, he yeah, didn't we'll feel see. like talking about it, and and no one and no one around him was 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 speaking for him. Rather, you know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe just it's not there. Maybe just the passion's not there. He'd rather help his brother right now. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'd like be a great great guy to have back in this division. That's for sure. Yeah, selfishly, I would love to be back, but like you know what? If um if you if if prize fighting and the fame and you know all of this if that's not what you want maybe then just yeah okay i just you know maybe i just like doing martial arts you know that's a lot of people you know nothing wrong uh, with that nothing wrong with that at all uh oh okay it's a lot of talent though yeah <laughs> who should ben rothwell fight next do you guys think you should call it a career i mean that's not that's not our decision to make but i don't know He's 40 years old. Yeah, he's 40 years old. Just He's just hitting his heavyweight prime. He had a bad night. That's all. Anyway, I mean. Yeah. He, fun hey, fights. He, yeah, fun fun fights. He he lost tonight. But you know what? <laughs> if on the right night, that fight still might be going on. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. Ben Rothwell, he wasn't knocked out cold. He got hit hard. And, um, yeah. And um, I think he'll be back. Um, is, he, is Ben Rothwell going to fight for the belt? No. Is he a top 10 fighter still? No, but I think we'll still see him on these fight night cards. I think Ben Rothwell was the great guy to kind of, um, he's that vet, pro, he's the, when you do vet, vets versus prospects, he's the vet. Whoever those young up and coming heavyweights are, these are the guys you, you put him against, Ben Rothwell's. You know, he's, I don't want, I don't know, gatekeeper, like he's like a top 15, top 20 gatekeeper right now. Yeah, just keep him around. He's an exciting, he's a ex- great personality. Um, just uh legend's the wrong word but he, he's been around for a while and um i think he deserves that um i think i hope the ufc lets him stay around and lets him can fight as long as he wants to he feels safe all right take one more what do we got uh, maybe more, two one, depends what we more. got all right uh let me find some good ones and find some good ones <laughs> oh uh, let me go back to my a little collection of them. Um, Herb Dean, we did all the Herb Dean stuff. We did um, KGB stuff. Uh, we did the beat stuff. Then we got a card. Then we got next week's card: Misha Tate versus Catlin Vieta, and then a rare weekend off oh, wow. for UFC action. But then, but if you're but if you're hankering, if you're in need, we got that Triller Triad combat card on the 27th so with mike perry and frank Mir and albert tumanoff and do and i saw a a thing in trailers hosting something a fight between three six mafia and bone thugs and harmony i don't know what that is but it's not a fight it's not not, not gonna fight it's a freestyle battle ah they should fight yeah versus freestyle battle what do you think they're gonna do (laughs) you think they're gonna have like a a tag like a 10-man tag mma fight is that out of the question? I mean, listen, anything's <laughs> possible. Is that out of, I mean, <laughs> I mean how, how old are these guys now? They got to be in their – they're in their 50s now? Yeah, I'm, actually, I'm sure, I'm sure they are in their 50s, actually. Um, I was a big Bone Thugs guy growing up, for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's, 99, he's 1999 Eternal was one of, like, the first CDs I ever bought. <laughs> Um. Oops. That it? I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. I think we've. I think we've maximized this car. And don't worry. We'll talk more about it. We got. 
BTL, MMA Hour, all sorts of fun stuff. Fighter versus writer, everything. We got next. We have sky's the limit, ladies and gentlemen. We have a little podcast on Monday and Wednesdays called the MMA Hour with um I don't know some some Arab you know yeah <laughs> parentheses s. Yeah, yeah. Several hours. <laughs> Maybe but, uh, several hours. Yeah, so I mean, we got lots of stuff. Lots to talk about. Lots yeah. to talk about. We might see Max Hall. Who knows? I don't know what the lineup's going to be, but if it's Ariel, it's going to be big. So get ready yeah. for that. Uh, we got some interviews coming up. Rob Font's getting ready to main event. I spoke with him last week. And I got to say, I've interviewed Rob Font many times. This is maybe the best Rob Font interview I've ever done mm-hmm. out of like probably 25 or 30. A lot discussed. His a lot of opinions on... Sterling and Jan and Dillashaw and all sorts of craziness. So look for that interview this week. And Adrian Yanez will be on We Got Next this week. So stay tuned for that. Loopy Godinez fighting again next week. She is such oh, an animal. I She'll be them. on We Got I, Next I, as well. I love that fight and I hate it because I love I like I enjoy both those women. I can't believe I can't believe one has to lose, but all right. I know. But now we're not gonna lose any more sleep. You can go to sleep if you want. Good night, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.